Allen under center. Sneaking. No, I don't he know. did not make that. I do not know. Let's see where they spot it. He did not make that. The Titans think they have stopped it. Let's wait. Allen tried to sneak. He got nothing, or so it appeared. They got it. They got it. They did it. They did it. Yes. Not yes. Not yes. Hell yes. And, uh, yes, Coach Dave McGinnis joins us now for his weekly visit. Coach, uh, I- I've said this several times during the show today. I always have fun listening to you guys. I know you always have fun doing the games. I don't know if I've ever heard you have as much fun as you had last night. Well, hey, first of all, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, second of all, Blaine, thanks for just sending me a great picture of you and Les Frazier. That's two solid dudes right there in that picture. Let me <laughs> say that. And then the other thing is, guys, I'm completely organic when I'm doing the game. I've got mm-hmm. 36 years of coaching in me. I can't help it. You know, as I said, if Mike, if, if Rhett Bryan hadn't grabbed my belt, I was getting ready to jump out of the window and start <laughs> crowd surfing. It was absolutely outstanding. Um, that that final play, um, final defensive stand by the Titans. First of all, they made an amazing play on third down to send it to fourth down. Let's talk about that play. Let's talk about that play that, that Hooker and his partners made on that mm-hmm. that play. That third down play was a huge play because, first of all, and you guys understand this, and our listeners do too, because they've they've seen the game. But I'm, you know, when you watch Buffalo's take that quarterback they have, Josh Allen is an incredible athlete. And to be able to helicopter a six-five dude and turn him sideways to keep him from making – that was a huge play, Mickey, and I'm glad you brought that up. That was a gigantic play in a game that had a lot of gigantic plays. And I would imagine nobody who hit him over there was as big as he was, and they managed to stop him cold. Uh, no, it, that's why I say you're, you're helicoptering yeah. a six-five, two 240-pound dude that's in the air. That's not easy to do. It is not. And then, and then the next play, and Blaine pointed this out earlier, the Titans stemmed into the gaps, and he said they'd, they'd done that before, um, and, and maybe trying to even get the Bills to jump. They didn't jump. The big Jeff found himself in the right place at the right time. And, again, we're talking about force and humans going, you know, moving into each other. So big Jeff, Coach, not only stopped a 300-plus-pound offensive lineman cold with one shoulder – he stopped the quarterback with the other, who, as you pointed out, is 6'5", 245. He did that on that play. Well, first of all, Blaine's 100% correct. And on the stem, and, and Blaine knows this, and, and, and let me, I know this from years of coaching in this league. If you're gonna, you've got to sell out to stop a quarterback sneak in the National Football League. You've got you've to gotta sell out. You've got to sell out being able to, to squeeze it and stem it, just like what he said. And then your second-level people have to be able to sell out for the jump. And so Blaine's 100% right, but, but uh, Big Jeff had a, had a big game up to that point also, too. I mean, and that was that – stop, that stop down there. There are a lot of hard things about playing defense in the National Football League, especially nowadays, but that just becomes mono mono down there. And that, that's why I got so excited about it, because I just know how hard it is to do for a defense. And Jeff, that reminded me a lot of Jarrell, coach. Jarrell always seemed to be able to get lower than anybody else in those situations. And the and and it would be a, a defensive stop and everybody would peel up and the guy on the bottom of the pile was Jarrell. Big Jeff got low. He got underneath his guy all the way down to where the quarterback was trying to slide in there. Just a phenomenal play, phenomenal technique, phenomenal effort, everything. 
Well, I mean, it's it, it's just a given. It's it's a mantra in the National Football League. When you're playing short yardage, low man wins, mm. and that's exactly right. But it, you have to be able to, first of all, have enough flexibility as a big man in your lower body to get that low, and then you have to be able to have enough power and the right kind of timing when you launch with both feet to still be able to stay viable if the play comes your way. And And, and Big Jeff did it to perfection. Sure did. Coach Mack always brings some perfection to this show on Tuesdays. He's brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage at an affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They've got you covered. Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. Yes, Coach Mack. I guess give us your overview of the game. And the team just looks so much different. And I guess I want you to explain why that is, if, if you believe that, and then what they did differently in this game compared to, I guess, the first, you know, four games. Well, going into it, you know, and, and, and I said this, you know, in, in several instances going into the game and then, you know, in the, in the pregame that Rhett and I and Amy do is that because the Titans had some elements back on offense, especially vertical elements, they had a chance to put a little more stress on Les Frazier's, on Les Frazier's uh, defense. I mean, that guys, when you're missing your, your, your components in, in an offense, especially your vertical, you know, components, and then plus when people are stacking the line and Les Frazier you know, started stacking the line, not necessarily the solid fronts that we've seen, but what he started doing was moving, you know, Milano and Edmonds up and then bringing somebody off of the edge to try to stop Henry. Those play action, those, you know, those little, those little play action and, and, and glance routes are those, are those little, those quick slants crossers to single coverage. When you've got AJ Brown and you've got Julio, those are combat catchers that can catch body on body. That's big. And when you don't have those guys all the time, then you can do different things defensively. So that made a big difference. Now Julio went out of the game, but Westbrook Aquina stepped up, you know, in, in that instance. But when you're, when you're missing some elements of an offense that has to have all elements working together, and we know the major element starts with, with number 22 back there, well, then that helps. That was just what I thought. But going against their defense, unless Frazier has, you know, one of the best defenses in the league, not only because of the system that he runs, which is very solid, but also the fact that he knows how to call a game. And then, you know, they've got people. And so, to me, the back and forth in this game, there were two good teams in this game, and the Titans did it, you know, as the game unfolded because of the injuries that they had without some more people, but they managed to do it. This team's got a lot of grit. You know, that's because the, that's because the head coach has a lot of grit, you know, and, and, and the general manager has, has brought people in here that, that have grit to play those kind of games. And, and – Blaine, you were on a team like that when you were playing for Jeff Fisher, and you know that's something that you talk about constantly, constantly as a football team. No matter what happens, we're still in it. Mm-hmm. I thought they had some great ideas. Completely agree with that. With some of the, I'm going to call them trick plays. I don't know how you would phrase them. Even though they didn't work, what were your thoughts when you saw some of those plays? And, and I thought they executed well, just somebody you know didn't block or didn't do something, and it didn't work, and they had to make a bad throw on one of them. You talking about the Music City Miracle? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know if you want to call it Music City Miracle. That was on a what was the pump return? Was that the yes. pump return? Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit different. You no, know, well, here, here's you know, and I and I made the comment to Mike. I said that's about the same place on the field it happened, wasn't it? Really? Was, was it? Where, where oh, it was, wait, wait, wait. and then I I know that ESPN flew in this weekend. They flew Alan Lowry in from Florida to do that special with Jeff Fisher. 
out of his farm in Kingston Springs before the game. They just taped that this weekend. And so, uh, you know, if they would have pulled that, if they would have, it's and butts, candy and nuts, right? <laughs> they would have pulled that off. I mean, it would have been a great talking point. And, you know, you know, a little bit of kudos to the Buffalo fans saying, that was a forward pass. Yeah, that's that was hilarious, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right, on something, you know, really fun, but also, you know, this is part of playing in the National Football League in any football at any point. What were your thoughts when you first saw Taylor Lewan uh, go down and, and I guess getting carted off the, the field? Cause well, I've anytime they bring a board before. in, it, it scares me to death. Yeah. You know, I've just been doing this too long. I've been involved in, 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 in some things as a coach, I mean, where your heart just drops. And so, you know, the, the game is the game. The game's a violent game. Let's just say that. And no matter what happens, you can get, you can get hurt a lot of ways in, the, in this game. But anytime they bring the board in and put you up on the cart, there's got to be great, great concern. And so, you know, Im- immediately my mind goes to that because I know where the players' minds go to. I know where the coaches' minds go to. And, and I know where, look, I know where the players on the other team, their mind goes to, because this really is a fraternity. You know, it, it's a complete fraternity. I mean, it, it, you're, it, it's, it's vicious, vicious competition. But at the same time, you never want to see anybody injured really bad. And none of us, you know, have any medical degrees. But when we see the ring of cart and the board out, you start to get concerned. We're on with Coach Mack, giving us the Mack attack. Now, Coach, we're going to have some – you know, take some some callers here. So uh, yeah, let's go. If you if you can't hear them, uh, if, if my if my voice holds out, I'm about uh, my voice is is about to go. But guess what? <laughs> I'll take all of that for that kind of way. Hey man, for a, a night like last night, we'll all trade in a day or two of our voice. Uh, Ricky yeah. Hendersonville, coach. I know he's got a question for you. Rick, say hello to Coach Dave McGinnis. Coach Mack, Rick, Rick. Hendersonville, and uh, my question for you with. The offensive line of Tennessee being injured, not being injured. Dennis Kelly is sitting there in Green Bay, and I don't think he's played a snap. He he left on waivers, which is fine, great. I think he loved it here in Tennessee. Have you, in your experience, ever seen a player that left on waivers, sat on somebody's bench, ever been traded for by the team that he left? Because I think it's a great opportunity for the Titans if they could pick Dennis Kelly up for a sixth, seventh round pick. I'm asking your opinion. Yeah, well, I don't. I, first of all, you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. You know, if, if he, he's up there as a backup, he's on the active roster. I'm not sure. You know that they would. I mean, I don't know that they would. That they that they would give him up. Have I ever seen that happen before? Uh, you know, I can't recall the specific incidents, but uh, I, I can't recall a specific incident. But not saying that that it that it couldn't happen. But I just I don't know what the particulars are with what Green Bay thinks about him right now. You know, they may not be you know into it at all. Well, speaking of players, you know, I just saw uh, uh, Merciless from the, the Texans is available, yeah. I think, because I think they're kind of getting rid of some of the, the veterans and, you know, they're moving on because, you know, the season pretty much is uh, done with. They're moving with a different coach. Would that be somebody, pass rusher, you know, would that be somebody who, whose skill set kind of fits a little bit with, uh, let alone, you know, and Vrabel uh, to a certain extent, uh, 
They could just fit. I'm not asking about if would you trade for him. Would he fit this scheme and system? It's never you know too much to have some another pass rusher. Oh, he he he'd fit the scheme absolutely. Mm-hmm. Can he play in the secondary? <laughs> well, there, there's some other guys out there too, but uh, you know, hey, I was just hey, pass rush makes the secondary uh, that much better. Yeah, I mean, he he could he could fit he could. I mean, Mike Vrabel knows him very well, Blaine. In all seriousness, I mean, he could he could fit into the he could fit into the system. And you know you know better than anybody that the first thing that comes into mind when all of that goes around is what's the money, right? right. That's the first thing that that, mm-hmm. that that comes around. And then when you when you bring him in, you know, and, and you get a couple of guys that that are injured that are that there there's going to be spots, but could he fit in? You asked me your specific question was, could he fit into the system? And the answer to that is yes. Coach, you've got other callers. I know they want to talk Titans. So we'll, yeah, let's go. We'll incorporate them in as well. Jeremy and Nashville up next. Jeremy, say hello to coach Dave McGinnis. Hey coach. How you doing, boss? Hi, Jeremy. How are you? I'm good. So I just had a quick question. Uh, it goes along with the, some players that's out on the market. I see. I think it was like last week the Seahawks cut cornerback uh, Trey Flowers. I want to get your opinion on how you think he will fit in, and if that's somebody that the Titans should look at. And I thank you very much. You know, I haven't. Had, thank you for the call very much. I haven't studied Trey Flowers, and I'm not. You know, here's what I do, and and I and I've tried to do this ever since I came back here. You know, five years ago to do broadcasting. Try to say when I say things, it, it's something that I have some concrete evidence on. I haven't studied Trey Flowers, in, in, you know, recently. So I don't know what the background is as far as to what his release was up there. He is a veteran corner that has played in this league. Now, where he is at this point in his career, I don't exactly know. And here's what I do know. I do know John Robinson and his people are going to be scouring a lot of looks right now just because of the number of injuries that they've had. But to answer your specific question, he's a veteran player, but I could not tell you right now where he is either health-wise or where he is performance-wise at this point in his career. Coach, we got Wes and Gallatin. Uh, yeah, Max, let's have, go. Having some fun here. Wes, tell uh, tell our friend Coach Mack hello. Hey, Coach, how you doing, gentlemen? You guys doing all right today? Yes, sir. Wes, doing great. Excellent. I apologize for interrupting. just had a couple quick questions for you. So, uh, first off, I wanted to ask about the defense last night. We've seen, you know, Harold Landry has obviously been, been pretty much great all year. We've seen some flashes of, of good times from uh, from Long and from Hooker. Last night, it kind of seemed like it was the first time it all came together at the same time. I wanted to see, first off, if you thought that was kind of the, you know, the guys rising to the occasion or if it was, you know, with Bud Dupree coming back, you know, is it where, you know, now the pass rush is working better, so now Harold Landry can do more of his thing and, every, you know, everybody can kind of focus more on their specifics rather than having to make up for weaknesses. And also turning, looking at the future, you know, we're facing the Chiefs up next. Is this something we're going to be able to have a secondary that can withstand the Chiefs, or are we going to have to alter our game plan to make up for that that hole that we have right now with injuries out? Yeah, Wes, I think it, it helps. I mean, going back, you know, to, to, to the first question, you know, when, when you know, Blaine was asking and Mickey were asking about the offense, you know, what, how they look like they could be on point because they got some players back. Well, I think getting – Getting Bud Dupree back, you know, up front helped. And when the game started, they had a fairly, you know, uh, uh, healthy group back there in the secondary. You got a Monty Hooker back, so you had your players back. And you can never, you 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 can you can never lessen the fact that when you have your best players back, you've got a chance to perform your best. That's just the way it works in the National Football League. So the answer to your first question is yes. I mean, they had some 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 guys back. Now, they had some guys start to drop off, so they had to make some adjustments. But initially, when that game started, that was about as healthy as they've been 
you know, on defense and on offense, you know, to, to, to start a game this entire season. And it came at a good, at a good time. Now it, it was not at a good time to lose, you know, five or six players that we lost during the ball game, but to your question, yes, it helps. And, and I think Bud Dupree being back, you know, helped. The more good players you can have out there that can roll and can help, that was one of the strengths of Les Frazier's defense is going into this game is he has about seven or eight guys across that, that front four and that 4-3 defense that he can rotate in there. That helps. Yes, that, 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 that helps quite a bit. Coach, looks like we got one more caller. Dennis in Spring Hill will be our last caller for the segment. Dennis, thanks for calling Coach Mack. Hey, Coach, um, let me ask you something here about the Bills and their record. Uh, of course, everybody's been saying how great they are and they're the best team in the league and this, this and that, uh, which I admit they got a good team. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But who are their wins? Are you able to help me with who they've beaten outside of Kansas City that's a good team? Well, look, I, and that's, this is something that, that I know is, is – is debated, you know, outside of NFL team circles. But believe me, inside of NFL team circles, they beat NFL teams. That's who they've beaten. Yeah. Now, are some teams are some teams better than others because of where they are or who they have at at, at major positions? But you you can never ever take an NFL team for granted ever. That's just the way it is. Ask Blaine. He's sitting right there. He's been through it <laughs> a lot well, of years. I definitely didn't I mean, do that. No, of course not. I mean, and everybody say Kansas City's good. Don't they have a losing record? Yeah, so we, exactly. we all do so know they, here, they have Mahomes. Here, here's, yeah. here's my answer to that. I'll tell you who they've beaten. They've beaten NFL teams. Right. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Coach. Yeah, I, I could never give anybody any slack for any team that doesn't have a winning record. And even if they were 0-15, you better bring your best because you're capable of being beat on any given day in the National Football League because they have some elite players on their team. Amen to that. Blaine, thank you. Mm-hmm. So where can everybody listen to you, Coach Mack? Where are you going to be at if your voice uh, survives? Well, we've got, you know, d- d- tonight we've got Mack talk for an hour. Rhett, Brian and I do, so I know we'll have that loaded with, with callers, which we absolutely love. And, and, and we'll we'll go back over this game, which, you know, this was an event, wasn't it, guys? It was mm-hmm. really an event. I mean, you know how Monday Night Football – you know, it's supposed to be an event. Well, this lived up to an event, mm. and uh, it, it was it was so fabulous. Uh, and we we will go back over that, and we will give a preview of Kansas City because that's what I started doing. I got, I did, uh, I filled in for Coach Vrabel with you know, for his television show last night. We recorded it last night after the game uh, with Mike Keith. And uh, when I got home about one thirty, then uh, woke up about six this morning and started watching uh, Chiefs film. So anyway. We will go over what the Chiefs are going to present. So, uh, hey, we've got another game in Nissan on Sunday, and uh, I hope they've got everything cleaned up and ready to go, which they will be. But uh, I saw two great games in that stadium this weekend. Saturday I went to, to Eddie George's game, you know, at Tennessee State and Tennessee Tech at 81 in overtime. I mean, I was, I was excited for him too. And uh, you could tell by the call last night I was a little bit excited about that one too. Yeah. Well, lastly, before we let you go, can yeah. number 22 finally get in the conversation of MVP? Yes. So why Absolutely, yes. Well, we're, game... we're witnessing history, guys. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, wit- we're witnessing history. And here's the other thing about it. Again, a long, lifetime defensive coach in this league, you're a lifetime defensive player. 
when you when you get ready to, to play, what's everybody? Who are you concentrating on all week in the meetings and on the practice field with how you set your defense up? Number twenty-two, yeah. and what does he continue to do? And plus, what did they say that he ran last night? The fastest player that that has the fastest those speeds that come from the satellite in the National Football League this year. Yes. That's insane. Yeah, twenty-one point eight zero. Jeez. I mean, I, I don't know how fast a cheetah runs, but they didn't give him a race. <laughs> and they're not as big as him either. Hey, Coach, we'll be listening to Mac talk tonight. Uh, go get you. I think uh, Mike Keith always says, uh, like, fresh pineapple, maybe that's good for your voice. So you can you can consult with the VOD. He'll get you going so you'll be able to make oh, it. Oh, he, he, he's, he's taking care of me for, for going on five years now. He says, <laughs> that's what he says, fresh pineapple, green tea with honey in it. I'm doing it all. Sounds good. Coach, thanks for giving us some of your time today. Thanks, guys. Always appreciate, appreciate being it. on with you guys. See yes, you. Sir. Uh, Coach Mack, uh, when we come back, you want to hit us with one final phone call? Do it. Mark Spain Real Estate Outline 615-737-1045. We'll also hear from Big Jeff on the fourth down and how all that went down. Big Jeff next. Blaine and Mickey.